Hello, welcome to the Spawn in Games podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Cody Root, and uh, it's just me today. So, this is the, I would say, episode zero. I'm going to put this concept of a podcast I have out to the world and see what comes of it. Um, It's a news gaming podcast. I mean, we got what I've been playing, we got games, um, sometimes not even game-related, but mostly it's going to be games, news, what I play, what I think of the news, how I interpret it. Alright, well, let's get right into it. Uh, First section of our podcast is going to be what I've been playing. Now, a couple games came out not too long ago that uh, I've been playing a lot of. Let's start with the oldest one, uh, the RE2 Remake. Now, I haven't played it in a couple days now, um, since this other game came out, but I ran through it once with Leon, did did the Leon first run, flipped over to Claire B run, and I finished both of those. I do plan on going to Claire A run and Leon B run. For those of you who don't know how RE2 is laid out, basically RE2 is can be played multiple ways. You have two characters. You select either Leon and Claire. Um, then you get the full experience. This, this is your first playthrough. So I... I picked Leon, because that's what I used to play on uh, PS1. I went through Leon's campaign. took me about six hours. Um, sometimes it'll take you le- less. Um, but usually, if you're trying to take in the sights and everything, it's going to take you longer than that. Um, after my six hours, I restarted on the quote-unquote B campaign, which unlocks, or second run, unlocks once you beat the game, uh, and you get to play as the other character. It's basically the events um, of the other character while you were playing the first run. Uh, Some things are the same, but things are different inside that run. Um, There are one, one big change in Leon and Claire's story. There is a big change in one of them or two of them have different, a different middle uh, that I don't want to spoil if you guys have not played it. But there are differences in the campaigns, and the second run is, it goes faster. But you're, it's also, I believe, it's harder. But I've been playing a lot of that. I unlocked the fourth survivor mode, which is after you beat the second run, you unlock that, and you play as Hunk um, in his scenario. And then if you beat that, you can play as Tofu, which is a giant Tofu, just what it sounds. Uh, and he only has knives, and you got to make it through this one scenario. But I've, I've been playing that, but I stopped playing to play a little game that uh, came out of nowhere. Um, Apex Legends. It's a battle royale from Respawn, the folks that brought you Titanfall and Titanfall 2, and then bringing a Star Wars game sometime this year uh the fallen order i think it's called uh i can look that up later but apex legends man so they just stealth dropped this on uh monday last monday 
uh, yeah, I can't remember the date. They just stealth dropped it. There was some leaks before it came out that Respawn was making a Battle Royale and it was in the Titanfall universe, which is true. It's probably the best Battle Royale I've played. Um, I really got into the idea of PUBG. I didn't really play it all that much because my PC can hardly run it. And uh, when I got it on Xbox, the Xbox version was, was pretty bad. Then I moved over to Fortnite, played a lot of that on my PC because my PC could run it. Um, I didn't really play it on PS4. I played a little bit, um, but I, I definitely found a home for Fortnite on my PC. But Apex, no, I guess I, I should say I played a little Blackout as well, but I, I didn't like Blackout um, very much. Yeah, when I was playing Call of Duty uh, Black Ops 4, I went to just straight-up team deathmatch for the most part. I didn't really... I played a couple matches of the Blackout. I didn't really like it. But Apex Legends now... It is a great feeling first-person shooter. Um, for those of you who've been living under a rock and don't know what a battle royale is, it's a certain amount of people drop out of an airplane or drop somewhere. And I'll be talking about another battle royale later. Um, onto, the, uh, onto this big map, um, a squad of people, or some games, most games have solos, uh, and you go scrounge for items, gear, armor, ammo, guns, because uh, you start off with nothing. Basically, APS Legends, you are only you can only be in teams of three, and there's 20 teams, I believe. Yeah. Yes. Yes. 20 teams of three. You drop down on this big map. You're doing what you do with every battle rail, scrounging for weapons, loot, and whatnot. Um. But it's super fun. It's It feels like Titanfall. There's some things that they took out of Titanfall. If you're familiar with Titanfall, you could wall run, and there's big mechs. The, the mechs, the Titans, as they call them, are not in the game. They couldn't find a way to balance them correctly, I guess. or Because when you're in a mech, you want to feel powerful, and it just seems to tip the scale on a battle royale because you only have the one life. Um... And the wall running they took out. But you can still climb up walls. It's very cool. There is another... They, they changed the battle royales up a bunch. Uh, um, some stuff they added to the battle royale genre is... When you die, you, uh, you, well, you can get picked up, of course. But when you die-die, say someone thirsts you... Uh, your teammates can pick up your banner and bring it to these respawn points that have a single use. So if someone used that respawn point, you can't use it. If you used it, no one else can use it after you. Um, and this, it, it makes it so there's a lot more full groups later on in the game, which makes it very intense. I've had many a time where it's like, whew, I am pretty freaked out right now. Uh, but it's it's so unique with how it it's a version of the battle royale. I mean, it's, I think it's got the best gunplay out of any of the battle royales I've ever played. It's it just keeps me coming back for more. Uh, I'm actually good at this one. I'm like Fortnite, where I can get a few wins. This one, I've been actually getting quite a few wins. Uh, PUBG, I never won. I got to second place a couple times in solos. 
this game, Apex, does not have solos. Uh, I, I think they said something, there's a rumor that they're adding solo, but uh, I don't know if I'd like solo, actually, because I'm actually having fun going in with randos and playing. Uh, it's better when you have friends, but uh, the, the game is so... I'm playing on PS4. You hit the R1 button, and it's a call-out button. So you see an enemy, you hit it twice, your character will ping the map and say there's an enemy over there. If you see a gun, you hit it once, it'll ping that gun for your teammates. It's it's super cool. Uh, uh, if you listen to gaming podcasts, you're probably hearing all about Apex Legends. So I'll, I'll leave it at that because we got a, uh, not a lot of news. i got three stories of news that I want to get to. And this is going to be probably a shorter episode just because it's episode zero i don't know how i want to do the formatting yet um and i'll probably end up re-talking about apex after my news stories just because it's, it's a fun game and uh what i'm excited for this year coming up this year and uh these some of these stories might take a while uh the other game i want to talk about though before i get into news it's a game that dropped last night um, during the Nintendo Direct, which I have a new story about. But it's it's uh, another battle royale, a very interesting version of a battle royale. It's Tetris, uh, Tetris ninety nine. So this game's free on Switch. I've I haven't confirmed it, but I've heard rumblings that uh, it is gonna be on uh, the Vita, PlayStation Vita actually. But I don't know if that's real or not. I haven't looked into it, but Tetris 99 on the Nintendo Switch. Dropped last night during the Direct, said, here, play it now for free. So I downloaded it, and I've been playing a bit of it. I I haven't played too much because it just came out last night, and I've been very busy, but essentially you're playing Tetris with uh, 98 other players. You can see all of their, their screens in the background. You have a big screen in the middle. Um, and then it's got the 98 in the background. You can see their moves. And you have this little crosshair that when you're making Tetris's, you're sending blocks to to other players. So, like, you can, using the joysticks, move over. Say this person's got, like, no lines. He's just kicking ass. You can put it over there and start making Tetris's and giving him, uh, giving him, basically attacking him, screwing him over essentially. Uh, it's it's fun. I mean, if you like Tetris, and a lot of... I mean, I love Tetris. A lot of people like Tetris. It's a great game. Uh, this Tetris 99 concept, it's very bare bones, but it's free. Uh, all it is is the multiplayer. You have to have the Nintendo Online service to play it. But even then, just playing Tetris with other players and knocking them out and getting a score at the end you've placed 32nd you've placed second place you place first you won i don't know what happens when you win but and then there's a progression i don't know what you get i haven't played enough to figure out what you get in the progression by leveling up and getting experience and whatnot uh those are the games i've been playing there's probably i've been playing a little bit here and there like rondo of blood um getting ready for symphony of night but there's a game in here that uh during my direct coverage that I'll be getting to that I've been playing uh, a game that it's based on. But let's get down to the news, should we? Uh, I want to get like a little news jingle to play when we get to the news. Uh, 
but since this is still a process and I'm still learning how to do this and I'm by myself at the moment, it's going to be a little slow going. Uh, the first couple episodes will probably be like this, this format, uh, until I can figure out how to hook up my keyboard and start making some jingles. Um, but <clears throat> our first news story comes from Kotaku by Ethan Koch, and it is, Sony says it's open for business on PS4 crossplay, but the developers disagree. Now, this came out a few days ago on Tuesday. Um, Sean Layden, uh, I believe he's the chairman of Sony Interactive Worldwide Studios, uh, had an interview with Game Informer recently. And the topic of crossplay came up, and I want to read some uh, some things from from uh, Ethan's story here. Uh, Sean Layden was talking to Game Informer, and quote: "People keep saying, why doesn't Sony allow more people to have have it uh, crossplay?" Uh, Sony Sean Layden told Game Informer, "All it takes is for the publishers and developers who wish to permission it." As ever, just work with your PlayStation account manager, and we will walk you through the steps that we've learned through our partnerships with Epic on how that works. I don't believe right now there is any gating factors on that. I think they're open to make proposals because the Fortnite thing worked pretty well. Um, so basically he's saying, from what I get from this, I read this, he is saying... Any game developer that wants their game cross-play with other platforms, just let your account manager know, and we will tell you how we did it with Epic and get these, get this game cross-play, and we'll we'll let you do it. Uh, I mean, they're saying there's no gating factors. There, that to me is saying we're not going to stop you from making your game cross-play. Just t- uh, just talk to your project manager. And or your account manager at Sony or PlayStation, and we'll get this thing rolling for you. But some developers have something else to say. <clears throat> Going back to the article, Finn Bryce, the CEO of Chucklefish, they uh, they just came out with a, re- a game recently called War Grooves. Uh, I haven't played it yet, but uh, I definitely do because it's a uh, Advance Wars inspired game. Uh, going back to the article. Uh, Finbright says, We've made many requests for crossplay, both through our account manager and directly with higher-ups, all the way until release month, Bryce wrote. We were told in no uncertain terms that it was not going to happen. I'm going to stop reading from there. So basically, that tells me they were trying, they've been asking PlayStation to get cross-platform play with everybody else, uh, when this game launches, and Sony's essentially telling them, no, it's not going to happen. Uh, I have a few more things I want to read out of this article, and then I'll go in with some more two cents on here. Um, War Groove is currently available with crossplay on Switch, Xbox One, and PC. The game's going to launch on PlayStation later, so when it launches, I want to come back to this and actually see if... Um, if it is crossplay. Um, War Grooves isn't the only game in this situation. Uh, Stuart Chisholm, I think that's how you say his name, the CEO of Hi-Rez Studio, Studios that makes Paladins uh, 
Smite and Battle Royale, or Realm Riot Royale, which is another Battle Royale, tweeted that they were having some cross-play issues as well for Smite, uh, and they won't, they won't allow them. Uh, and the only thing else I pulled from this article is, uh, the only games so far that are cross-play fully with PlayStation and other consoles are Rocket League and Fortnite. Rocket League is a great game, and, uh, I have not tried the cross-play on that, but Fortnite, it works great. Um, so what, what I feel about this story, I really think, I've been thinking about this a lot, uh, and the difference between cross-play and cross-progression. I think we should have both, um, honestly, but I'm more in the camp with I would rather have cross-play. I know, I think that's a smaller group than people wanting cross-progression. Um, I think a lot of more, a lot more people want cross-progression. So they can play it on PlayStation and then like, oh, I want to go play Apex, for example, on my friend's PC because I'm going to stay over at his house and I want my, my stuff, I want to get, I want to get levels on my account. So I want to play on his PC because he doesn't have a PlayStation or whatnot, which I get, um, I think that's a little harder to do uh, than because you'd have to. I think you'd have to save everything in a cloud so you could grab it in the cloud just to uh, have your account on somewhere somewhere else that's not the console. But in crossplay, I think uh, most developers are saying it's as easy as flipping a switch. I know Sony says it's not that easy, but this uh, Chucklefish has, has said with war grooves it's as easy as flipping a switch. And I even believe a long time ago when this was first getting bannered around that uh, Rocket League said they just need to flip the switch. They were just waiting for Sony. Um, and then Fortnite, what really got this ball rolling is Fortnite accidentally, putting the fingers up, accidentally flipped it on and had crossplay for like an hour or so. Um, and it worked. So... I do think it's easy. I think just Sony, it's, I see why they're doing it. They're on top. They're, they're the industry leaders, right? And they don't want people buying games on other consoles. They don't want someone to go buy Rocket League on, see, and I think this is more of the cross-platform, or cross-progression. Because I don't think they want people buying their game on, Xbox and then playing it on PlayStation because then PlayStation didn't get the 30% revenue from the purchase on the store, which I get. I, I, I'm fine with no, no cross progression, but cross play, I don't really see the argument against it. It's cross play, having cross play would be pro consumer. There are 90 something million PS4s in the wild, roughly half that Xbox ones. I have friends that play on Xbox One and don't play on PlayStation, so I would like to play my, because I'm primary, pri, primarily PlayStation, I would like to play my PlayStation games like Apex with my buddies on PC, with my buddies on uh, Xbox. It's pro-consumer. I buy all my stuff on PlayStation anyways, so come on, Sony. I, I really want, I, I do think in the future... Crossplay is going to happen. It sounds like it's just... It's going to gonna happen. If the game developers want it to happen, it's going to happen. I mean, they've let it go with 
Fortnite and Rocket League, they say they're having success with it in their beta. But I, I really think this, this will uh, this will go on. Uh, moving on to the next story. The 22nd Dice Awards happened last night, and uh, here's a list of winners. The list was provided by GameSpot by Eddie Matchin, or Matchin? I think that's how you say his name. So I'm going to go through this GameSpot article. just uh, has all the winners listed. I'm going to go through that. Uh, shout out to GameSpot. I'm going to save Game of the Year for last. Uh, I'll, I'm going to run through these and then say some that I might change or if I like the list a lot. So for Outstanding Achievement in Game Direction, God of War, Santa, Santa Monica Studios. Outstanding Achievement in Game Design, the winner goes to God of War. Portable Game of the Year, Florence by developer Mountains. Florence is really good. Uh, if you haven't played it, play it. Uh, it's like $3 on, on your phone. Uh, outstanding Achievement for an Independent Game goes to Celeste, developer Matt Makes Games. Immersive Reality Game of the Year, so VR game. Beat Saver from developer Beats, uh, Beat Games, uh, fun game. Uh, immersive Reality Technical Achievement, now this one's kind of weird, uh, Tanandi by Magic Leap. Uh, they're the uh, AR guys. Outstanding Achievement in Online Gameplay, Fortnite by Epic Games. No shocker there. Strategy Simulation Game of the Year, Into the Breach Subset Games. I'll talk about that later. Sports Game of the Year, Mario Aces. Which, okay. Um, Role-Playing Game of the Year. Oh, and Mario Aces was Nintendo, of course. Uh, Role-Playing Game of the Year, Monster Hunter World by Capcom. Racing Game of the Year, Forza Horizon 4 by Playground Games. Uh, Fighting Game of the Year, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate by Nintendo and Bandai Namco. Uh, Family Game of the Year, Unravel 2 by Coldwood Interactive, which is, uh, uh, I believe, the indie studio for uh, electronic uh, EA Electronic Arts. Adventure Game of the Year, God of War by Santa Monica. Uh, Action Game of the Year, Celeste. Outstanding Technical Achievement, Red Dead Redemption 2 by Rockstar Games. Outstanding Achievement in Story, God of War by Sony Santa Monica. Outstanding Achievement in Sound Design, God of War. Outstanding Achievement in Original Music Composition, God of War. Outstanding Achievement in Character, God of War with Kratos. Outstanding Achievement in Art Direction, God of War. Outstanding Achievement in Animation, Marvel Spider-Man by Asomniac Games. Uh, the big one, Game of the Year, as you could probably tell, God of War by Santa Monica Studios. Alright, um, this list actually looks, I mean, pretty good. I would shuffle um, probably game design... Instead of God of War, I would probably do Red Dead Redemption. Because that game had so many systems that intertwined with each other. It was, it was an achievement. Uh, and then the only other big one would be Fighting Game of the Year. I play a lot of Smash. I love Smash Ultimate. But for fighting games, Platinum uh, Platform Fighter, I wouldn't put as a Fighting Game of the Year. I would have actually went with uh, 
Dragon Ball Fighters. Uh, that game, uh, great, great, great game. Um, but let me uh, look here. God of War just cleans up at dice. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, God of War is definitely my game. It was my game of the year of 2018 by far. I mean, I love Spider-Man and Red Dead Redemption, but God of War just blew me away. Um, I, I think that's a good game of the. I think they rightfully so cleaned up Corey Barlog. Uh. As the game director, he had a vision that it it hit me being a father it hit me hard too because my kid's growing up he's nine uh, getting a little bit of an attitude like uh, like um, Kratos' son did in the game Atreus, but it it's it's a strong it's it's a strong story. Gameplay felt amazing with that Leviathan axe coming back. I mean, all in all. Almost a perfect game, I would say. Uh, okay, and then portable game of the year, Florence. Like I said, it's uh, it's a short game, forty five minutes long. It's that. Uh, it's about a relationship. I mean, it's something most people can relate to, and it, it is it is fantastic. Uh, I I got teary eyed in that game. Uh, Celeste won a couple. Uh, I have not played Celeste. I really want to. That that's one of my games that I missed, uh, along with um, uh, the Messenger. I missed those two games. I I'm, I I will play Celeste at some point. Uh, Beat Saber, best VR game ever. Uh, I play on PS, uh, PSVR, and it's outstanding how good that game is. You just feel like a badass with your lightsabers and it's super fun strategy game into the breach uh so into the breach is an interesting game i love it um i haven't gotten too far into it because i'm i'm kind of a perfectionist if i don't if one of my buildings gets taken down and i don't get a perfect score on the level i won't i won't go past it and that's kind of counterintuitive with that game but I was really into subset games from uh, FTL. My buddy Jay at my work got, told me about it and got me into it, and it's it's fantastic. I think that's how it was. I think he got me into it. I'm not, I can't remember. It was a long time ago. But that game blew me away with how simplistically good it was. Um, so I have to give it up for Into the Breach. Super fun. Uh, Monster Hunter World, I think that was the game I played the most on PlayStation when I got PlayStation sends his emails with how many hours you play. I think I had a hundred and hundred and fifty one hours on it, I think. Um I played a lot of Monster Hunter World but fell off like crazy. After that after a couple of weeks of it being out just fell off and I just have not gone back to it. And I, I hear that uh Monster Hunter uh, DLC with um The Witcher is very good but I haven't tried it yet. Forza, I don't. Uh, I have an Xbox, but I I don't really play it. I don't have for, for, uh, for Horizon Four. Smash Brothers, I love, um, but I would rather give that to DBZ. Uh, and that's kind of it for this. Cause I mean, God, oh, um, at the very end, uh, Marvel. 
uh, Spider-Man. Animation is great. Uh, I would also put Spider-Man in... It would have been neck and neck with uh, sound design for me with Red Dead. Uh, just because, like, the little things where if you're swinging at Spider-Man, he gets louder and he kind of sounds winded. If he's just sitting there, he'll talk regular or yell. Just the sound in Spider-Man, along with the animation, is just so great. It was probably, it was on my top ten of the game, ten games of the year for 2018. Probably top five uh, in my list. I actually haven't made that list yet, yet, but, um, excuse me, let me, uh, grab a water here, but it, it was top five for sure, um, along with Red Dead. You got a board. Um, let's see here, uh, let's, let's move on from the dice boards, where, uh, shout out to Greg Miller, uh, from Kind of Funny, hosting. I think for the third third year in a row. Alright, last story is a rundown of everything that Nintendo shown during their direct. Gonna go run through the list and talk about the standouts after, kinda like I did with the dice list. Um so I will just uh actually I'm gonna do a little different. Uh let me know in the comments or however you wanna let me know. Let me know. I'm gonna put put in this on a website, I think, uh, this podcast. I don't know how I'm going to do that yet, but somehow let me know what way you like better, the way I did the Dice Wars list or the way I'm going to do this Nintendo list. All right. First up, they started it with a bombshell. I mean, I kind of knew it was coming, but it it kind of, like, with how soon it's coming out, was a shock. It dropped Super Mario Maker 2 coming to the Switch in June 19 or June 2019. So they even dropped a month. Um, I thought they would in this direct announce Mario Maker 2 or a port of Mario Maker 1 to the Switch. I did not expect that date. Um, which I put in that was probably my Number one Wii U game of all time. Um, I played countless hours. I mean, it's endless Mario, endless 2D Mario. What's wrong about this? And now, and then from what they added for Mario Maker 2, they added uh, 3D World, but like the power ups of 3D World in a 2D space. So like, how is the bell for the cat suit gonna work in like Mario 3? Oh, I'm super pumped. I I can't wait. Um, let's skip that one and wait for that one last. It's the big hitter for last. Uh, they shown a Fire Emblem, Three uh, three Houses, got delayed to July 16th. I'm not really a Fire Emblem guy, I'm more of an Advance Wars guy. Uh, but I'm, there's a lot of people that like Fire Emblem. Look at how many Fire Emblem characters there are in Smash. I mean, testament to them. Uh... Astral Chain, a new game from Platinum Games, got a release date. I think this was just announced, too. Uh, it will release on August 30th. A lot of games coming out in the summer for the Switch, so it's big. Um, the Boxy Boy series is coming to the Switch with two-player co-op, so I believe it's the first game 
with some added bonuses. You could be Box Girl, uh, Box Boy, and then there's a big box, which I think his name is Cutie. Um, coming to the Switch, finally. Dragon Quest Eleven will hit Switch in the fall. I thought that it was already out on Switch, but I'm, I might have been wrong. There's a cool thing about Dragon Quest Eleven though, on Switch. They got this 16-bit version of the overworld, which is really cool. I don't know if it will affect or you can do battles like that, too. So I don't know if you can just switch to 16-bit from the get-go and just play 16-bit. I think that's awesome. Um, they released and dropped Tetris 99, as I talked about earlier in the show. Um, let's see. Okay. Player co-op, which seems kind of cool. And they are dropping paid DLC. Uh, I believe it was five new maps. Five new areas to explore. Uh, Damon vs. Machina is a game that has a prototype mission out, or a demo, out on Switch right now. The full game is uh, coming in the summer. Uh, I didn't really get a good look at it, but maybe I'll check it out sometime. Put it on the site. I don't know how I'm going to do. Oh, excuse me, the site. Need some more water so I can wake up a little bit. Excuse me. Pregnant pause. Yoshi's Crafted World coming got a release date of March nineteenth, and there was a demo that dropped yesterday that uh, will allow you to try that out. Um, another game that came to the eShop yesterday when they announced or. Yeah, I'll say, I'm just going to release these on Thursday. I was going to release them on Friday, but released during during uh, the Direct was Final Fantasy IX. It's a little bit spendy on uh, on that there Switch. I believe it's $20. So, just, uh, I mean, it's a good game, but come on, it's a little expensive. Um, another game that was announced is uh, Disney Sum Sum Festival. Um, the Sum Sum's little stackable guys, it's getting a game, it's kind of a weird, like, minigame collection, it looks like. Um, there's a new, uh, RPG from the developers of I Am Setsuna and Lost Sphere, which I think is, uh, Square. I think they've made these. Uh, but it's called Okinka, I believe is how you pronounce that. We're not quite sure. Um... Another game coming out is Rune Factory 5, 4, and then they release, or they said that Rune Factory 5 is in development. Never played those games. Uh, Starlink Battle for Atlas is, I believe, some DLC for, or it's an update for Starlink. It's going to be more Star Fox characters, which I think they're honestly just turning that game into Star Fox, but that's going to be out in April. Super Smash Bros. Ultimate will be getting its version 3.0 update in the spring, no details, uh, and I believe in April, uh, Joker from Persona is going to be the new character. Alright, here's a big list of announcements and dates for, uh, for the Switch. Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, The Black Order, is coming out this summer, I'm pretty hyped about that, I, I really liked, uh, Ultimate Alliance 1, so hopefully it kind of gets that same feel to it because I love those games. Uh, 
Bloodstained Ritual of the Night coming out summer. So this is the first time they've released it. They've had countless delays. I am super pumped for this game. Uh, I didn't give to the Kickstarter because I don't give to Kickstarters, but I was super pumped on this. This is made by Igashi. Uh, I can't pronounce his name. I got stuff to know. Uh, Igarashi, um, the guy who was the director on Castlevania Symphony of the Night. It's essentially Symphony of the Night, but new. I can't wait. I love Symphony of the Night. This looks great. It has an upside-down castle. At least it looked like it did from the trailer. I am super fucking hyped. All right, that's coming out this summer. I'll, I'll buy that on uh, PlayStation, so I probably won't play it on Switch. A lot of people are playing stuff on Switch. I'm still a PlayStation guy, but I still have, I play some Switch occasionally. Uh, Dragon Quest Builders 2 got a date announcement uh, coming out on Switch July 12th. Um, Dead by Daylight coming out in the fall. I more prefer the uh, Friday 13th game, but uh, a lot of people like Dead by Daylight. It didn't look too good uh, on the announcement trailer. It looked like a PS2 game, but that might be shortcomings of the Switch. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Deltarune, this quasi-sequel to um, Undertale, I guess, uh, coming out on this February 28th. So that's in few days, uh, next week, or the week after. Uh, Grid Autosport is coming out in the summer. Uh, this one was a shocker. Hellblade Sinuous Sacrifice is coming out in the spring. I uh, don't know how they're going to do this next one. Mortal Kombat 11, April 23rd. Uh, I don't know how Mortal Kombat's going to run on the Switch. Um, looking at, like, when they had that press event, uh, and they had it playing on PS4 Pros, it looked immaculate. It looks fantastic. The graphics are insane. Don't know what the graphics are going to look like on the Switch. Uh, Unraveled 2. Hey, indie, uh, the family game of the year from Dice is coming to the Switch March 22nd. Assassin's Creed 3 Remastered. Uh, that announcement trailer looked real choppy and the frame rate looked like poop. That's coming out May 21st. Hopefully they, uh, hopefully they can fix that before release. Uh, and finally, uh, the Chocobo's Mystery Dungeon Everybody. <laughs> Uh, I don't. I know what Mystery Dungeon games are, at least for Pokemon. I don't know what Chocobo's Mystery Dungeon is. That's coming out March 20th. I want to check that out because I do like Chocobo's. Um, and they also... Uh, I don't remember them announcing this, but from uh, Chris Kohler's artifact from uh, Kotaku, which I forgot to say I got this list from. I got this list from Kotaku, and this is Chris Kohler. Uh, he says that uh, developers of Bayonetta 3 are apparently... Hard at work making Bayonetta 3, so I tried replaying Bayonetta 1 and 2, and I played the first game, and I just think they're a worse version of Devil May Cry. I like Devil May Cry more, and that Devil May Cry 5 is coming out soon, so I'll be playing that. Alright, that is the news. Um, I'm kind of taking some of this from a mixture of... Uh, I want to end up doing like emails or voicemails, probably more emails, uh, on your guys' response questions. If I got anything wrong, please give me a correction in, in emails. Um, I don't quite know 
what I want to do yet. Um, Google Mail. Uh, let me hold on a second. All right, if uh, you want to send me some feedback, you can or email me on questions. Get a dialogue going about some games you're looking forward to. Um, email me at uh, it's spawn in games at gmail.com so that's uh, uh, spawn in games s-p-a-w-n-i-n-g-a-m-e-s at gmail.com spawn in games uh, and I will try to get back to you uh, uh, next week I will read some emails off hopefully uh, we can have a conversation on oh you know what I forgot I forgot the biggest news of the Nintendo Direct. Let me get back to it before you start emailing me with a correction. Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening is getting remade for Switch. Um, I played the hell out of that game on the Game Boy. Like, I think my cartridge went bad because I played it so much. So I am super pumped for that. It looks great. The new art style I think is funny. I think his eyes look weird. But other than that, the art style looks fantastic. I cannot wait. Um, man, that gets me pumped. But uh, anyways, back to the email. If you want to email me with questions, comments, concerns... Just to be a part of the show, I'll read your email online or on on the show. Uh, Spawningames at gmail.com. Um, and I think that's where I'm going to cut it. I think I'm going to try to aim for like an hour or so if it's just me. A half hour to an hour if it's just me in the podcast. If I have guests, might do longer. I really want to do really long podcasts. Uh, but I want some more people in the room for that. I don't want to be myself, just me talking for three hours long, two hours long. But that is going to do it for me. Um, I'll be making some outro music eventually, some intro music eventually, some news music eventually, and what you've been playing music eventually. <laughs> but being a one-man operation, it's going to be a little while yet. And that's going to do it for the show. Thanks for listening. Uh, all right, guys, that's going to do it for me. We'll see you next week.